Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself podcast. Uh, the podcast about not just suicide, but how to thrive. How do we how do we cope with the ideations? How do we cope with the with the impulses, with the uh, with the feelings, the thoughts, the um, you know how do we how do we get past that? How do we how do we evolve and and um, and not even it's not even I don't even think it's about getting rid of it. I think if you are trying to get rid of it, then there's a resistance that could make it worse. Worst? Did I put a T at the end of that? That could make it worse. Uh, so it's about how do we accept it? How do we manage it? And how do we find a way to uh, live and embrace life and engage life in spite of uh, in spite of that? You know, it's it, to me, it's I had a friend who and before I even get into that, you know, once again, before you kill yourself, call 1-800-SUICIDE or 277-TALK. Um, there's just so many resources out there for you. There are so many people who are who, who want to talk to you. I'm sorry, not 277, um, 273-TALK. So 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-SUICIDE. Uh, and if you're a teenager, 1-800-852-8336. The point is there are so many people who want to talk to you, who are excited to talk to you, um, and want to help you through um, your thoughts, your ideas, your impulses, uh, your feelings of loneliness and despair. And, um, and, and they're great at what they do. They have, uh, I've talked to so many different people who have, uh, worked on these hotlines and their training is remarkable. Like I said, I, and I've called the hotlines myself. Well, I've called one. I called the one eight hundred suicide, and I, I I felt a million times better. It was like a power up. It, it was there's this book called Super Better, and to, uh, I'm jumping all over the place right now. I'm a little sick, so I sound nasally. I've been fighting a horrible cold for the past. Uh, few days since actually New Year's Day, um, and which is my fault because I had uh, a, a, a couple drinks and different drinks, and then um, I was working with somebody, you know, I also personal train. One of my clients had the flu, and so it was just, I, I didn't sleep, I was traveling a lot, had a couple drinks, and then boom work with somebody with the flu. So it was a confluence of factors and now I've been I've been in bed basically the past few days fighting this. But I was like, I gotta get this podcast out. You know, I release it every Monday morning. So right now it's Sunday and uh recording this uh podcast, which, you know, I'm glad it got me out of bed. I you know, you have to have those things that uh keep you in check. So today what we're gonna talk about what are we talking about? You guys are like, what? He's just rambling. He's just going all over the place. Uh, and by the way, I'm taking everything for the cold and nothing nothing works. Um, today, we're talking about, we're going to talk about loneliness, the cure for loneliness. And we're going to talk about, we're going to review the book, or not review, but we're going to talk about the main takeaways from uh, K. Redfield Jameson's book, 
night falls fast. So once again, we're going to talk about loneliness and we're going to talk about we're going to uh, the takeaways I got from the book Night Falls Fast. And the reason why we, we want to go into talking about loneliness is because the um, Valentine's Day is coming up. So we just we just made it out Thanksgiving and the holiday and Christmas and New Year's. And a lot of people, I'm sure, I'm sure felt disconnected or felt lonely or wish they had someone to kiss at, um, at midnight and, uh, and there was no one there or they had somebody to kiss and they just didn't even feel connected to the person that they were with. And, uh, so, you know, that there's also that in terms of, uh, feeling lonely, like where you're surrounded by a group of people and you still don't feel connected, uh, with those people. And so we're going to talk about that. And uh, and we also re- other reason why we want to talk about it now is because when we look at stats on suicide, the suicide rate goes up in uh, the spring. It's actually, and we talked about this, it goes down in the winter. Right now, it's still winter, but it goes up in the spring. And I feel like one of the reasons is, in the uh, and and the research shows us in the winter time, people are more depressed, and so they don't quite have the energy to uh, complete suicide. Whereas um, in the spring, when the sun is out and uh, birds are chirping, people have more energy to actually complete it. So, I think the other part of it is is that in a winter time we isolate ourselves even more. You know, it's cold outside, so we're not we're not getting outside as much as we used to. We're not socializing. Even if we weren't socializing much, we're really not socializing as much in a winter time. So um what I what I'm urging you to do, and this is, goes against what you probably are feeling, is to be um proactive in engaging with other people in surrounding yourself with a good support group in um, uh, making friends, making connections with other people so that when spring does come, you know, Game of Thrones is always like winter is coming. But for people who struggle with suicidal ideation, it's not winter. Winter is not uh, our you know, that's when we're safe for the most part. Uh, it's spring. Spring is when is when it's dangerous uh, for us, when the, when the light comes out and the birds are chirping and people are swimming and barbecuing and gathering. And then we're looking at our lives like, wow, we still, uh, everybody seems happy. And I think that's the other thing is it's a strong, uh, you, get to, you get to see where you are socially. You get to see so many people interacting and riding their bikes and having fun and all these barbecues and none of which you're invited to. So you feel left out and you feel lonely. Um, so we're going to talk about how to counteract that. Uh, and I also want to start off with, I want to read something from uh, Night Falls Fast. I'm also uh, YouTubing this uh, live. So if, if I say something or do something, you're like, that's weird. It's because I'm uh, playing it for the uh, I'm playing it for the camera, but I want to read this to you from Dorothy Parker's resume. It's a it's a poem, 
and uh and here it goes razors pain you rivers are damp acids stain you and drugs cause cramp guns aren't lawful nooses give gas smells awful you might as well live that's from dorothy parker's resume it's so powerful it you know because I think, and what I love about that poem is that a lot of times when we, when uh, suicides are depicted, we see them as it looks, it looks almost painless for the most part uh, and quick. But a lot of times they're very painful when they talk to people who have survived jumping from the Golden Gate Bridge. And yes, people have survived jumping from the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, they, it's a, it's very painful. Hitting that water is not an immediate death uh, for a lot of people. So I love that poem. Keep that in mind. Um, so now let's get into it. Let's talk about uh, we have like nine ways uh, for you to fight, for us to fight loneliness. Because even I fight uh, loneliness. You know, it's like I'm in a group of people. I'm like, Ugh. but I and here's what it is like. Loneliness is really a perceptual state that depends more on the quality of a person's relationships than on their sheer number. People with few friends can feel fulfilled. People with vast social networks can feel empty and disconnected. And that's out of, you know, psychology today. And it's so true. It's like you you hear about so many celebrities who have a ton of friends and they still report feeling lonely or isolated. When you watch the Kardashians, they're not really interacting with a lot of people. They, for the most part, are to themselves. And, you know, they have their cocoon, their family. They've created their their family as their cocoon, their tribe. But they're not really out and about. If, if you do see them out, they're going straight from the car into uh, the restaurant or into the place. They're not just walking about the streets you know nor can they uh at this moment in time and so uh, all these people who we think have these very rich social lives are in some ways very isolated like they like michael jordan and will smith they can't just walk through the grove or Times square or um you know, any major outdoor place. And if you see video of them doing it, there's like, there's major security. It's been all planned ahead. And those people uh, that they're surrounded by have been vetted. So, you know, they're, they're, it can be lonely um, even if you're a celebrity or even if you have a million friends or 20 friends. And it, it seems counterintuitive. And I can see how, especially for teenagers who... If you have a lot of friends and you're like, why do I still feel lonely? Is something wrong with me? It, it's 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 OK. Like that. That's what loneliness is, is that you can because there are times where you could be to yourself. You could be physically by yourself and, and feel more connected and more alive that way than um, uh, if you're with 100 people. And so. Remember, it's about how you feel versus what actually is. So feelings do count, right? So you want to be around people who make you feel connected. You want to be in situations that make you feel like you're a part of it, make you feel engaged. And 
the other part is that you can be around people who in the beginning make you feel connected and engaged and then you reach a point where you feel disconnected at that point leave like I find that after about two hours especially if you're an introvert 90 minutes to two hours is about my my threshold for feeling connected and engaged like I got to get out of there after then I even set my watch I'm like pew like I, I take off pew and now I do an Irish goodbye. I don't even tell people I'm leaving. I just leave. I'm like, I don't have time for all this, all these shenanigans, all these goodbyes, all the shaking of the hands. I don't, I don't like to do that. Um, but I will say I do. I prefer to like hug people versus shake their hand. And you'll find that a lot of people don't like to be hugged. Uh, but I like to hug because it does release endorphins and it just it just makes you feel good. You get the oxytocin. It doesn't have to be like a tight hug. It doesn't have to be hip to hip. But, you know, there's something about a hug, you know, and and hold it maybe a little longer, like a half second longer, and get out of there, you know. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, I told you I was a little sick. But uh, so let's go into some ways that you can really feel connected. Uh, One of the ways, and I love this, is talk to strangers. People always say don't talk to strangers, but you should definitely talk to strangers. I am always um, talking to strangers and on the elevator, uh, at the coffee shops, uh, as I'm walking, after shows, before shows. um, I like talking to strangers, especially if you live in a building. um, Because the building I live in, there's so many people here and it's uh, it's a little transient also because there are a lot of college students who live in a building and so it's very easy to to not know anyone so I intentionally go to uh, the hot tub we have a pool in the building I, you know I I attend the common areas the barbecue areas just so I can get to know people and, and, and interact and be around them for a short period of time I'm not trying to be out there forever but just for a short period of time so that I feel connected, and plus, in case I run out of out of sugar or uh, butter, or you know, I need I need to use a a, a tool, a utensil. I don't want to feel like I'm asking a stranger for that kind of thing. I like to know that I know people, and then as you go on, people start to introduce you to other people. So don't feel like you you always have to be proactive in meeting people and talking to strangers. People after a time will start to introduce you to other people, and then your 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 social group will just kind of grow exponentially from there. And like you know, like most introverts, I don't need a lot of friends, but I do like to feel connected, and I, and I don't like to feel like a stranger in my own building. Like to me, it's just weird when you get in an elevator, and you know. And there's just like this awkward silence between you and the other person, or other people in the elevator. You you know, you should be able to have like, you know, quick small talk. Hey, how you doing? The weather's crazy. The, this, you know, the game, make a comment on, um, you know, something they're holding. Usually people, usually people are carrying something or they have like some type of logo, uh, jewelry, something like you can, you can, people love compliments. Like just to be like, oh, that looks that looks really great on you. Oh, you really put that to you really put that together nicely. Like to be able to practice complimenting people 
uh, without needing anything back, right? Like you're just doing it because you, you, and, and after a while you'll find that people respond kindly to that and they love that. And then you'll feel more comfortable, uh, talking to people, uh, like that. Oh, you're, you know, oh, your hair looks amazing today or your energy. People love to be complimented on their energy. I've really discovered that. Oh, you have really great energy, you know, um, so take advantage of that. Talk to strangers. Talk to the mail person. Talk to the cashier. Just talk to people. You don't have to say a lot, but you know, just a little something. You just kind of want to. Basically, what you want to do is, over time, build a rapport. You don't have to have, and you don't have to get the entire bio in one conversation. You're just trying to expand the conversation every time uh, you two meet. Um, one of my buddies who's in sales said that you people love to talk about their family, their occupation, their recreation, and their, what is the M? I forgot what the M is. It's called form. But if you get people to talk about their family, their job, and what they love to do for fun, and then there's the M, and I forgot what the M is. But, uh, but then they'll feel more connected to you, and they'll remember you, and you'll stand out. So... For those of you out there like trying to get the girl and you're like, oh, man, you know, that girl's not really paying me any attention. One of the ways to get that girl to pay your attention is to get other people to pay your attention. And then she'd be like, oh, that guy's pr- really cool. And then and then she'll want to be a part of your your circle. So, you know, sometimes the best way is the indirect way. Sometimes you got to you got to go right to go left. You know what I mean? You feel me? You know, like ways like ways is always trying to. Yeah, like ways. Anyway. Uh, the second thing in terms of feeling connected and not being uh, and handling loneliness is when you talk to someone, give it like a few minutes. It's not always going to start off. You're not always just going to hit it off immediately. It takes about five to seven minutes before the conversation really starts to connect and you guys start to click and uh, you figure out if this is something that if this is a conversation you want to continue to have. Not everybody I don't care how great they are at, uh, as a conversationalist. It, it, not everybody hits it off uh, right away. You know, I was um, New Year's Eve, me and uh, Brian Callen, we did a show. We did two shows at the Irvine Improv. And after the show, we had a few people backstage. And, you know, for the most part, like Brian Callen is so charismatic. He's such a great storyteller that he was holding court and their all eyes were on him. And, you know, I wasn't saying anything. And then there was a moment where um, he asked me something. This had to be like 20 or 30 minutes uh, into into him pontificating and, and sharing his, uh, his stories where he asked me about my trip to Pakistan. And then, boom, all of a sudden, all eyes on me and – and then I, you know, I was able to connect with everybody in the room and then everyone started talking to me. So my point is, is that the the conversation doesn't uh, you're not always going to be able to jump in the conversation immediately. But there will be a window. There will be a moment uh, where the, the conversation just clicks and you all just click. And then there's this uh, this current, this fluidity of, of the situation that that happens right 
So yeah, give it a few minutes. It doesn't have to. The, the, the oh, what was the opening line? What's the first thing I said? Just say anything. Be real. Just what whatever it is. Hey, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, uh, but I'm going to. But I just want to say blah blah blah. You know, be be honest. Um, the other thing is, uh, schedule FaceTime. Schedule FaceTime. Now, the reason why you want to schedule uh, FaceTime because looking at looking at somebody's eyes looking into their eyes allows you to look into their soul and when you can look into their soul you feel connected so you know instead of just calling someone facetime them I, and i know it's weird and i see um and I, it's like there are a lot of asians who live in my building and this is nothing against asians but they're i'll always see them facetiming the girls i should say the girls are always uh facetiming each other and, and they just have the biggest smiles on their face. So if when you call someone, see if you can FaceTime. It, it feels a little weird. So, and I know it's not always convenient, but it's not so much about, and when I say FaceTime, I'm talking about the, the iPhone uh, uh, FaceTime, is that there's something powerful about being able to look in someone's eyes and really connect and, and seeing their emotions uh, and such. Because a lot of times, we text, we text so much, and so much gets lost in a text. So much gets lost in an emoji. There's not an emoji for every emotion, right? So we have to FaceTime because I, there's so many times where I, I've sent a text, and then there'll be times where I want to send a text, and I go, I think, I don't think this is going to come across. Like, no matter how I word this, it could, it could be taken either way. So at that point, I call or um, I FaceTime. But actually, I have to be honest. I don't really FaceTime that much, but I'm working on it. My sister loves to FaceTime me with her nephew. And I actually, like, every time I see it, I'm like, Ugh. but But then when I pick up and, and I FaceTime, I feel so much better after. It's funny, right, how the things that um, – you feel resistant to once like a workout once you do it you feel amazing afterwards you would think that the things that have consistently made you feel good and made you feel great you would always be excited for but uh, that's not the case it's not the case at all (coughs) all right sorry about that boys and girls but um now the number four if you can't facetime then actually facetime so meet like schedule lunches with people, schedule coffees with people, even if it's something that is a month away, six months away, a year from now, whatever schedule. Say, hey, do you want to meet for lunch uh, Sunday, 2 p.m.? No. Yes. Whatever. Boom. It's just fun. It's exciting to know that you got this thing scheduled with a person in the future and it might get canceled. But you know what happens? Here's what happens. You get excited. And when you get excited, then it makes you want to, to, to get work done and do stuff and, and be proactive. And it, it helps you build momentum. So say you schedule a lunch with somebody that you really want to have lunch with on Sunday, but it's Wednesday, right? So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, like you have so much excitement built in uh, about Sunday that you're crushing it. So even if Sunday they cancel, who cares? You've gotten so many other things done 
because of the excitement from having scheduled that lunch, it's great. I mean, ideally, you would hope that they don't cancel. But the point is, is that it gives you energy. It, it releases endorphins. It um, it gets you excited. It's like when you know a movie, uh, a movie's coming out Friday that you really want to see. Like you get super excited, super stoked, and uh, and then you go, oh man, if I'm gonna go see this movie, I'm let me go work out and then you know do this and do that, and then I can see the movie. Like it's it's amazing the things you, that you how much energy and and uh, momentum you have when there's something you're excited about. So you have to build in those excitements. And nothing excites, you know, because we're tribal. We're, we're people. Like, we love to be around. Most of us love to be around people as human beings. Like, that's our thing. So, you know, and it doesn't have to be a lunch or a coffee. It could be, hey, you know, let's just go hang out at the park bench for a few hours. Or, you know, go feed pigeons or go for a walk. Like, schedule something with another person uh, to do as opposed to waiting for someone to contact you, right? This is about being proactive. This is about engaging uh, with your social life, right? Um, and you know, I'm telling you, you just, you just feel better. A little one-on-one time, you know? All right, number five, uh, and I love this one. This is my favorite one. Use Facebook wisely. My sister taught me this. So, and and I have to get better at this. Also, this is one of the things I, I want to work. I'm working on is that instead of just going on Facebook to see what people are posting and and see what's in the feeds and blah blah blah, blah go on Facebook and um, join a group. Join a group or join like one to three groups that you are really passionate about and that you really want to be a part of, that you really want to engage in, and then only interact with those groups. It will give your time on social media so much more of a purpose and so much more of a real connection. And and it's like my sister, she is really into, she's really into finances. And so she's joined a, a She's joined like two or three finance groups on Facebook and she loves them. So now when she goes on Facebook, she's really only going on to those um, uh, groups because those are like minded people. And the great thing about that is, you know, a lot of times, you know, I have like 5,000. A lot of times you don't know what people are going to post, what you're going to see in your feed, in your public feed. People post all types of crazy things and some of the things can trigger you and, and set you off. But like when you join a group, you know, groups are usually very well moderated to the point where uh, you don't have to worry about seeing things that you don't want to see because there are rules and regulations for those groups. So instead of just, you know, getting on Facebook and, and, and mindlessly scrolling through, uh, join a group. Or create a group, create a group, and you know, law of attraction, and draw people towards you who, uh, you know, you know that you want to to be uh, connected with. So use your Facebook time wisely. And if you are on Facebook, um, and and you don't want to join a group and that's too much for you, another way to use it wisely is to, um, only post positive comments in people's uh, feeds 
be like, oh, man, that's so amazing that you, you know, got the promotion. I'm so happy for you and your family and blah, blah, blah. Or show appreciation. Hey, man, I just want to say I appreciate you. I love everything you're doing. Keep posting your posts. Light up my day, et cetera, et cetera. You know, drop drop some love bombs. You know, drop drop those drop those love bombs out there on Facebook. Just don't use it for um, uh, you know, as a distraction. Because when we use when we use Facebook as a distraction, hey, we don't feel too good afterwards. It doesn't make us. It doesn't make me feel good. It actually it drains your energy. Um, it time goes by very. Um, quickly and uh you just feel like oh what was that it's kind of like eating fast food so you know find some groups and it'll take you some time like i said none of this is stuff that is going to happen overnight but it's going to take you some time right so use your your facebook time wisely Uh oh somebody's feeling a little better not um Oh, they also have book clubs on Facebook. I'm, you know, I love books. Night Falls Fast is good. Um, but so check that out on Facebook. All right. Uh, number six. Number six. Be a good neighbor. Be a good neighbor, man. I um, the other day when I was I was flying to where was I going? I think I was going to Vegas and I had just bought juices. And I think I talked about this in the last episode, but uh. I bought way too many juices and I wasn't going to finish it and it would have been, they would have gone bad by the time I got back. So I, I gave them to a neighbor and, you know, her face just, look, man, when I tell you, and this is a neighbor I've never talked to, I never knocked on her door, I've always been aware of, um, but never talked to. And when I knocked on her door, I was like, hey, I got some juices. You want these juices? She was like, oh, yeah, I love juices. And then her face just lit up. And it's like I just really felt like I made her day. And it made me feel great. I felt great that, I'm that you know, I was a part of making someone else feel great. So, you know, drop a letter off at somebody's house or uh, make make something out of origami, a little project or, you know, share share. It doesn't have to be a thing. It doesn't have to be food. It could be food. It could be uh, you could make something. If, if you have a wood chopper, if you're good with your hands, um, you could cut your neighbor's grass. Um, there are just so many ways to be a good neighbor. Ask them if they need anything. If you're going to the store, say, hey, I'm going to the store. Do you want me to pick you up anything? Um, be a good neighbor. If you if you um, if you have like if you know good people in a neighborhood, like good um, uh I keep saying, um, and, uh, but like dog walkers, resources, if you're aware of resources that you think would be helpful for your neighbors, let them know. Uh, there's a next door app that is really good for posting that kind of thing. Uh, it's called next door. It's an app, but it's also something that you can access from your laptop or computer or iPad. And it's about, and it helps you connect with people in your neighborhood and, and people share all types of information in terms of resources and events and things for sale and uh, all, all types of stuff. Parties, um, you know, uh, why uh, not? What am I trying to think of? Any dangers, anything to look out for, any alerts. So next door, check that out. It, it really is helping people feel more connected. It's also scaring a lot of people because you're, you're, you become way more aware of uh, the dangers in your neighborhood 
than are reported in the news. So, you know, be a good neighbor. You know, sometimes, you know, sweep up stuff. There was some dirt in our hallway in the building, and I just grabbed my broom and dustpan, and I just I cleaned it up, you know, instead of calling the manager and waiting for the manager to get involved or the um, the janitor, right? It's like I just took care of it myself. So we have to remember that, you know, it's not just about taking care of our bodies. It's about taking care of our house and then our community and our neighborhood and our, our city and our country and our world. Like, we're all connected. Like, just because the trash is way on the other side uh, doesn't mean it doesn't affect our well-being, you know? Um, it's like if I have a dirty bathroom, oh, it just makes me feel I got I got to clean. I don't like dirty spaces, whether it's in my house or in my neighborhood. Uh, I don't like to see it. I go for a walk every day and I see trash in the um, in the marina, and it just it it, it kind of throws the walk off a little bit. I'm like, man, I just I just want to get in there and clean all of it up. But then you know you uh, anyway, so. Be a good neighbor. Do what you can. And it, it, even though I, you know, I'm, I'm making it sound hopeless, it's like clean up as much as you can. Do something uh, until that uh, feeling goes away. You don't have to get it all. You'll never get it all because people you know, will always pollute in some way. But to make an effort, that's what makes us feel good, to know that we did something. Do something, right? Uh, number seven, throw a dinner party. Now, I know this isn't always feasible for most people, but it's basically the idea of, like, invite people over. You know, it doesn't have to be a dinner party. It could be a barbecue. It could be um, an invite to the beach. And it doesn't have to be a lot of people. It could be a few people, an intimate group. It could be two people, and then it grows into four people, and then it grows into six and eight and ten. There's a group called, uh, there's a website called Meetup, um, meetup.com. And there's a million different groups on there in, in different areas. And people meet up. It's kind of like the, the next door thing. But this is just for people who want to meet up. If you want to go to a comedy show or go to dinner or play volleyball, um, events, book signings, things like that, check out meetup.com. And there, it's in a lot of cities. And you can start your own meetup group for whatever, what, you know, bike enthusiasts, cooking things of that nature, check out meetup.com to really get connected with your neighborhood and uh, throw, a little, throw a little shindig at your house, you know, invite a few people over, a little front yard barbecue uh, or or even have like a, a, a rummage sale or garage sale or something, sell some stuff out of your house, something, do, you know, um, but, th- but there's so many ways that you can be creative and, 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 and interact with people. My, one of my neighbors, um, one of my friends, her and all the, all the, 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 the stay at home moms, they get together once a month and they have wine and, uh, discuss books, but I think they, they drink more wine than they do discuss books. I don't know, but you know, get involved and, and be, in, be proactive. Uh, number eight, uh, get creative. Now, get creative. That's you like get creative. That sounds so vague. Get creative in terms of how you communicate with people. Uh, not everybody is not everybody wants to or can or is comfortable with verbally verbal communication. Um, and and in that case, it could be written. It could be uh, artistic. 
you know, there there are a lot of um, painting groups now where people get together and they drink wine and, and they paint paintings. And even if you can't paint, it's not about painting. It's about just doing something with other people and, and connecting in that way. Um, sending letters. Send letters. If you're not comfortable, you know, showing up and knocking on people's door or talking to people in the elevator, uh, you know, start start a, a, a pen. Um, become a pen pal. Write to people. Write to, you know, write to your 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 councilman, write to uh, uh, celebrities, write to people that you want to work with, you want to collaborate with, write to your your friends, write to your childhood friends, write to family members. When was the last time you got a, received a written letter? Um, and if writing is not your thing, then draw something or create something and, and send it as a... Um, you know, as a as a thank you or an appreciation, there's so many ways that you can uh, or record a video, a short video of, uh, you know, telling a story. There are just so many ways that you can creatively connect with other people. Uh, you know, that's why I, I do this podcast. Write a book um, or, you know, your, your journal or something. It's like, you know, I do this podcast as a way to connect with people and it. And it's helped me connect with so many different people from all over the world. This podcast is being downloaded. It's crazy when I look at the stats. Um, you know, every week we double in downloads. And, you know, Finland, uh, Canada, uh, the Ukraine, um, uh, where else was there? United Kingdom, Australia, all these different places are downloading this podcast. So, at Finland, Finland, people in Finland are listening, and it just it feels incredible to know that what we're what I'm sharing is resonates with people all over the world, and and so find a way for you to communicate, connect, and and converse with with people, um, the way that you that you're comfortable with, whether it's a a drawing or a painting or or what have you, find your, find your lane. There, there's a way for you to, to really connect with people. All right, and uh, number nine, number nine, the last one is uh, talk about it. Talk about it, talk about it, about it, talk about it, talk about it, about it. I don't know why I did that. Um, uh, before I get into number nine, I want to say that I was going to do Night Falls Fast today. But my throat is uh, is killing me right now, so I'm gonna end it with this loneliness. But I'm gonna cover a night falls fast in the uh, next podcast. But I am gonna need some time for uh, my voice to recover from this. All right, uh, number nine is um, talk about it, and this goes back to picking up the phone, dialing one eight hundred suicide calling a friend, uh, calling a sponsor, calling a mentor, calling a family person, call a strength, call someone, call someone and, and talk to them. Um, talk to your therapist, talk to your coach, talk to your boss. And it, and it doesn't have to be long conversations. Talk to your teacher. Just say, hey, can, can I can I have five minutes of your time uh, after school, before work, during lunch, 
blah, blah, blah. And here's here's how you have the conversation. You say, you know, I'm really feeling disconnected. And, I, and I'd really like to explore ways for us to connect or for me to feel connected. Do you have any ideas? Or I'm really feeling lonely or isolated or, you know, start off with how you're feeling. I'm really feeling such and such. And I'd love to explore ways that I could feel more connected or more engaged or things that I can do. Um, Because people love, I think a lot of times people don't like to ask for help is because they think it makes them feel weak or vulnerable. But however, if you, if you ask, if you take ownership for how you feel and you start off with how you feel, because the other way you could approach it is to say, Man, it sucks working here, man. Nobody invites me to anything. So, you know, to complain, people don't love people don't like to hear complaining. But if you say, Here's how I'm feeling, and I love to to explore ways for me not to feel like this, um, then you're you're invi- people love to be involved and 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 help people um in a very proactive way, in a very powerful way. So, you know, Talk to people, communicate, ask them for, hey, you know, what a strategy, what, like, what, like, when you go to a party, how do you, how do you connect with people? How, what are your strategies for talking to strangers or things like that? Like, I'm constantly, me, myself, I'm constantly talking to people and asking people questions about, uh, that involve social dynamics, influence, connection, um, building relationships, networking, work, things of that nature. I'm constantly um have a have a have a you know, Steve Jobs said, have a childlike mind. Be a be a nine year old. I'm constantly in a state of curiosity. So never feel like you're you're gonna get it. You're never you you're never gonna absolutely get it or nail it, right? Um so and that's exciting because that that means that you you're always learning something like you're never out of school like school doesn't end you know when when school is over there's summer school and and and, and you know so you're always learning you're always in a state of uh, exploration and so you know talk to people journal journaling is a way to talk you can journal something and then and then share it um or there's a pen zoo on uh it's online where you can make your journal private or public and then you know people can comment and so that's a way for you to connect with people and, you, and it doesn't have to be the entire journal it could just be the entry for that day that you make public and and people can comment on so there's so many there's different chat rooms and, and such so there's so many different ways for us to connect and, and get out there and, and uh, not feel lonely um, because loneliness is, man, if by feeling lonely, and the reason why we, we you know, you got to take this so seriously is it exponentially increases your chances of Alzheimer's, right, and other types of, uh, you know, dementia and things like that. So feeling connected to people is, is something that we definitely need to take uh, very seriously. And, um, with that said, uh, what, what do I have coming up? I am, I'll be in Vegas this weekend at the, uh, Vegas comedy cellar 
this Monday the 7th through Sunday the 13th. I think it's the 13th. And then I'm in Philly the weekend after, and then I'm back at in Vegas. And then a week off, and then I'm back. I'm just back and forth in Vegas. Uh, go to leoflowers.com uh, for those show dates. Um, and so I want to leave you guys uh, with this. With, with, uh, and I haven't even figured out what I'm going to leave you guys with. But I, I do want to leave you guys with something um, fun and positive and uh, up note. Is that, uh, you know, I myself have been struggling with uh, feeling connected and lonely. And I, I realize, like, as an introvert, I can get, I can be too much to myself. And then I, I sometimes I go the other direction where I'm, I'm too much around other people and, and just like trying to find that balance. So just know that everyone has their internal struggle, no matter what their life is like, no matter um, what they look like, no matter what their status is. We're all going through something. And as long as we can keep that in mind, it, it allows us to empathize with people and and realize that we we all have our thing and and as long as you keep that in mind then you realize we always have something in common with someone else if you talk to someone long enough right like if two people are stranded on an island if two people are stranded on an island and they have they come from completely different backgrounds at some point they're going to connect and really bond on something think about it, like tom hanks bonded with a volleyball. And I know that's a movie, but we all know people who are very connected to material objects, whether it's their cell phone or bike or instrument, a car, whatever it is. And so it's a very um, real thing. But the point is, is if over time, some relationships will build immediately and some will take months, if not years to build. But, um, the, the point is that we just keep showing up, we keep working at it, and, and know that there is no end game. It's, just, it's something that we have to always be feeding. It's like a fire, right? Like, there's got to be putting a little something in there uh, to keep it going. So, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself podcast. And so, remember, journal, exercise, read, meditate. Uh, do your self-affirmations, go for a walk, um, cook something, take care, take a little bath, get a little, take a little bath. Why not? Take a hot Epsom salt bubble bath and, uh, and we'll see you guys Thursday. Peace.